Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. I'm here today with Charlene Lee. Charlene is the founder and CEO of Altimeter Group, and she's the author of five books, including the New York Times bestseller, Open Leadership, and the co-author of the critically acclaimed book, Groundswell. She's a sought-after speaker and advisor to many Fortune 500 companies, a graduate of Harvard College and Harvard Business School, and she lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with her husband and two teenagers. So welcome, Charlene. Thank you, Linda. So let's talk a little bit about your latest book. And tell us, I know you've written a lot of, uh, of hard copy books, and now you've done something that's, that's just an online e-book. And tell us why did you decide to write this? Well, it's an online e-book, but we also have a small print copy of it. And it's oh, excellent. really small. It's really thin because some executives and a lot of business writers, business readers, still really want a hard copy, but it's super thin. It's less than 100 pages. It's meant to be read very quickly by very busy executives. And the purpose was to help these leaders figure out how to be engaged in the digital space because they have a need now. They understand that their customers are digital, their employees are digital, but how do they themselves become digital and in particular be a leader in the digital space and truly be engaged? And so many of them, in my discussions with them, are just frozen by fear. And even if they knew how to use it personally for Facebook, they didn't know how to use it for work. So I wrote a book for them. This is a quick uh, look at and lots of stories of how do you do this in a very simple framework on how to get started. How to get started. So when you, when you talk about engaged leadership and you talk about the engaged leader strategy for your digital transformation, how do you define what is engaged leadership to you? I think it's uh, being able to accomplish your goals, your leadership and strategic goals through the use of these new technologies, digital, social, and mobile, in order to be engaged. And the, the key thing here is that you're, we're not asking you to do something different. In fact, we're asking the leaders to be where they already are, great leaders, and to extend their leadership into this space that is all about engagement. It is the most natural place to be. So. Leaders want to be engaged. They think of themselves as engaged, but they're cutting off this entire side of their potential engagement and leadership by not knowing how to function in that space. So the, the fully engaged leader, and the key reason we call it an engaged leader, not a digital leader, is that this is the expression of your full self as a leader, and the space requires that you know how to use these tools to accomplish your goals. So what are some of the business benefits that, that we would see from organizations that have leaders who are engaged in this way? Well, one of the biggest benefits is that the organization itself also becomes much more digital and engaged with customers and with employees. We did a study at Altimeter a year ago, um, something called Relationship uh, Economics. It was a study with LinkedIn, and we looked at the top 100 most socially engaged companies across a number of different metrics. And then we had a control group of companies that were sort of run in the mill. And we interviewed people, we surveyed people from both sides of the organization. And we found that these socially engaged companies had one very strong distinctive quality. 
that was engaged leaders, leaders who were actively participating, creating content, um, engaging internally, and encouraging employees to engage between themselves and also with customers. So that leadership, not only in terms of being behind the strategy, but also being in front of it, active participation was a huge difference at socially engaged companies, twice as likely to be engaged uh, for leaders to be engaged at socially engaged companies. The causation between the two, hard to say which one came first, but there was right. a very strong correlation between the two. And we know that as digital consumers ourselves, if we have a choice between engage, working and buying products and being clients of companies that are engaged in the digital space or not engaged in the digital space, guess which one we're going to choose? We're going to choose one that, that is, that understands the way that we want to communicate and work. Do you think this is because this is companies where you see leaders leading by example rather than just telling you what to do, they're actually getting out and doing it? I think it's a big part of it, but these leaders also, in their nature of their engagement, want to be engaged. They want to have engaged employees, meaning they're not just going to do their job, do what they're told. They're truly engaged in the purpose and mission. They live the values every day but it also means a very different type of relationship between an engaged leader and an engaged employee. I, I sometimes think that employees aren't engaged at companies because companies actually don't want them to be engaged. I think you're right. It's kind of a pain. I think yeah. it's kind of a pain, right? Yeah. I, I just want you to stop asking these really hard, provoking questions and go back into your job. Right, and just, just go back and do what we told you to. Yeah. Go back into right. your hole. How often do we see this where we see you, you deal with customer service people who can't think outside the box versus an engaged organization where it's like, what can I do to help you, not what's my job description? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, what, so when you say an engaged leader, how would you define the qualities? What does it mean to be an engaged leader in, in this digital era? What are the things that you were looking for? Well, there are three characteristics, and this is the bulk of the book. You're, you need to, first of all, listen at scale. So who do you want to listen to, your customers, the most important customers, the employees who are engaged in the strategic objective, again, driven by your goals and your, the outcomes you want to see, who do you want to listen to? And being able to listen to them constantly on a regular basis and, and do it in the interstitial moments of your day. I ask leaders to just listen for 15 minutes a day. Can they find 15 minutes a day to, to listen to the most important people? that they need to know what's going on. So listening at scale is the first thing. The second thing is being able to share to shape. And sharing is the foundation for relationships. And leadership is just a relationship between somebody who is aspiring to be a leader and those who are inspired to follow them. Right. And, and so sharing stories that inspire people to take action is what leaders do day in, day out. They have to be able to master that in the digital space. So I oftentimes tell leaders, don't worry about the technology. Tell the story first, because nobody else can tell the story in the unique way as you can. It has to be your story, your point of view, your authenticity, and, and your emotion, frankly, that has to imbue that story. And only you can do that. And then give it to somebody else. Uh, my favorite example in the book is Bill Marriott. He's the chairman of Marriott. He's like 82 or 83. He doesn't know how to type, and he blogs all the time. Clearly, <laughs> not being able to type is not getting in his way of being a leader, of being able to tell the stories that will 
motivate employees to the mission and values of the company or attract customers to this is what Marriott is about. This is our promise to you. And then the third area is engage, because it's only in the engagement that you develop a relationship and you transform that relationship. Some, some leaders are very comfortable doing the sharing and the listening, but when it comes to actually engaging, I'm a little terrified. It's a little wacky, and I don't know what's going to happen. But that's where leadership really comes to life. And being able to do that and then transform and grow that relationship is really the biggest opportunity. That's that's fascinating because so so what we need to do we need to listen first, which is something I say in my book, Marketing Above the Noise. We need to stop and listen to our customers, and then you need to be able to share the stories, which is understanding your values, your brand, what what motivates people, and then the third thing is actually going out and doing it. And uh, is that really where some people kind of fall down? Is is they mean well, but they don't actually get the engagement right? Yes, and and oftentimes they think, oh, I don't have time to go and engage. Uh. And the example I give is the CEO of Telstra, which is the largest telecom company in Australia. And Mm -hmm. so David Thotty made it his goal to to get the company to be more customer-centric. Not an easy thing to do, especially with a telecom company. And another key thing was he wanted the company to be more digital because that's where the growth was. And being a telecom and digital and mobile and everything, it just just made a lot of sense. This is where the growth of the company was going to come from. And he started internally and then recently moved on to LinkedIn and Twitter. And I saw a post where on Twitter he was answering somebody's question about web chat not working. And he just went, hey, I'm sorry you're having this problem. Please tell Switzerland, can you please take a look into this? Somebody will get back to you. And I asked him, is this a good use of your time? You're, you're doing customer service on, on Twitter. Is that a good use of the time of a CEO? And he answered, I, I do this because it's dear to my heart. Customer issues are dear to my heart. Customers are dear to me. And if I don't do this and set the example, what does it say for the rest of the organization? I have to be out there. I have to, in order to be a credible leader to exhort my team to go do this, I have to show them that it's not beneath me either. It's important and dear to me. And I and think, I think so that important. engagement is what makes a difference. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that that we think about so often when we hear we don't have, you know, I don't have time for this, I don't have time. You always have time. It's just not a priority. And so what I'm hearing you say is, is these are leaders that make this engagement a priority which therefore relates to how their employees treat customers and how their customers feel as well. And, and I want to be very clear. It's not the engagement itself that's a priority. It's their goals, their top strategic goals that are a priority. And I ask them to say, how can listening, sharing, or engaging help you achieve your goals? Because if it doesn't help you achieve your goals, which is why you know they're good leaders, they're very successful leaders, because they get things done. Right. And right. they can focus. And they're so smart. Somebody comes to them and says, hey, look at this bright, new, shiny object. I think you should use it. They look at it and go, does it help me achieve my goals? Thank you very much. Go away. Right, right. If you instead start with the goals and you say, how could engagement really help you accomplish your goals. And if you can't, don't do it. I, I start the book with Ginny Romady, and she does. She has a Twitter account, and she doesn't tweet. I, I just saw her a few weeks ago, and I said, so, you know, we, we haven't had a chance to talk lately, but how's it going? She goes, I still don't want that Twitter account. I have it there <laughs> so we can listen to it, but I there's no way I can be authentic in that channel. 
I can't, it, that is not the place where I'm going to get the things done that I need to get done. I'm very active, and this is what I wrote about in the book. She's very active internally because that's where her passion and focus is on. Her strategic objectives are to turn around IBM. It's going to be from her internal leadership. She's got tons of people who are effective using Twitter to achieve the sales goals, marketing, communications. She goes, but that's, that's not a top, top priority for me, so I don't do it. And I and think I that's so important. That. She's the epitome. Yeah, she's the epitome of an engaged leader. Right. But, but that also that gets back to the point to that we, you know, we need to choose the right channels to reach our audience. And, and it's funny because we talk a lot about, and I, in my book I talk about making sure you understand your customers and where they are, and don't go where your customers aren't. If your customers aren't on Twitter, don't bother wasting the time. But you're making another point, which I think is just as important. If you're not comfortable with Twitter, don't try and force yourself into it. Find the right channel to express your goals and get what you need to do done. What I like to say to leaders is I have no problem with you deciding I don't want to do any of this. It doesn't fit with my strategic goals. I am perfectly fine with that. If you have actually gone through that exercise and made it a strategic choice. Uh. What I cannot respect is the fact that your digital customers, your digital employees, are sitting there asking, well, where's my leader? Where's the company? And you choose not to even have given them the consideration to say whether you should be there to meet them or not. I, I, I just feel like any company, any leader who just says, well, it's, just, it's, you know, it's below me or it's not for me or whatever, well, tell me why. Right. And what's the logic? And really and explain it to people. Like, hey, I, I would love to be on Twitter, but, yeah, this, this doesn't fit with what I want to do. Not saying that you're not important, but I'd rather engage with you in a different way. So is this a generational issue? Do you see this more with older generations versus millennials? I see it more of an issue because they think they can't do this, and I think they're focusing on the wrong thing. Uh, so two points here. I think the older generation wigs themselves out. They, they talk themselves out of knowing what they can actually do. This older generation, the people who are actual leaders, have been leading for decades, know how to be good leaders. And what I'm asking them to say to do is to extend that fantastic leadership that they have into these channels. This is not about mastering the channels. Again, like Bill Marriott, you can take that story, you can take that content, give it to a team, and say, you figure out where to put this, but this needs to get out there. You are the tech-savvy people, but they cannot come up with a story. I find that people who are coming into leadership positions who are millennials and you know, in, in that younger generation, also do not know how to do this. I find older leaders who are very digital, who are very savvy at using these tools personally, who are at a loss of how to use it from a leadership position. It is very different. It's one thing to hang out and talk with your friends. It's another thing to harness the power of these tools to get things done, to inspire people. That's called leadership. How do you have leadership? It's when you inspire people to follow you. And being able to master these tools has more to do with leadership and being a good leader than it does about mastering the tools. I think you're right, yeah, because it's about showing leadership and and, and moving forward. Yeah, it's not the tools. The tools can change tomorrow. It's how you get out there and what you do. The one thing I have found interesting is if you're not an engaged leader in real life, if you are not open, authentic, and human and transparent in real life, you're not going to be that way in the digital space. <laughs> so I, I laugh so 
sometimes because people just say to these bosses who are already kind of control freaks in some ways, it's like, you've got to go online and give up control, and that's the last thing they're going to do in any aspects of their leadership. The people who have moved very successfully online are the ones who are true to their leadership uh, approach in real life and also in the digital space. So there is something much more around mindset than age. It has more to do with what kind of leader, what kind of relationship do you truly, again, want engaged employees versus what industry you're in or what your age is or what your facility with these technologies are. It has so much to do with more your leadership style and, and your vision of what that relationship looks like. And that makes sense because you can't be one person online and someone else offline. It just it, Sooner or later, that's just not going to work. So you need to, you need to be consistent and, and really show who you are, and that makes sense. So it, it, can you give us just a one or two obstacles that, that might inhibit leaders from engaging and in, in some advice as to how to overcome this? Yeah, I think the biggest excuses that people give are there are quite a few. I don't have time. Yep. That's a big one. And I say to them, um, well, are you saying that you don't have time to spend 15 minutes a day listening to the most important people? I think you can find time to just do that. You can get some help setting up the feeds, understanding who they are, or even just spending some time just understanding what the topics are that, that are on the minds of your top clients. What are they saying so that you're more prepared going into your next meeting? And, and that just makes so much logical sense. Given your top strategic goals, how can you spend 15 minutes a day listening so you, you're better prepared to make the decisions around those goals? I, I, another one is I love this. Um, it's, it's, it's not about me. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very humble leader. I'm a servant leader. Nobody wants to hear what I had for lunch. And, and I absolutely agree with them. I don't want to know what, I had, what you had for lunch. I want to know what you talked about over lunch. I want to know what's on your mind so that I can be aligned with you in terms of achieving our strategic goals. I want to know, are we doing our job the right way? Do we have your thumbs up? Or how can we do our job better? They're asking you to be a leader. So it is not about you. It is about your goals and objectives and what we are going to accomplish together. Big fundamental difference between acting as an individual and acting as a leader. And then the third thing is I, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make a fatal error. How, how you know, it's terrifying. I, I have, there's so much power. I feel so exposed. And, and this is where I go back to what are the things that you already are saying to people? These are things that you know resonate. You know that, um, that they, people want to hear from you on these things, and they're fairly safe topics. And then you also have a team that can help you figure out what's right, what's wrong. You're not hanging out there by yourself. So go back to what you instinctively know is going to be right and okay and have confidence in the fact that you know how to lead. And there's a small little thing like, okay, how do I craft it into 140 characters? How do I do all these mechanics? But those are mechanics. So if you're a good leader, yeah, you, you, you will know for the most part what to do and what not to do. And, and just live with the fact that every once in a while it may not come across the right way. But believe in the resilience, resiliency of the relationship that you have with people and know that they will forgive the small transgressions, but they will so much more appreciate and, and develop that deeper relationship because of that engagement that you have with them. That's great. That's good, great advice. We've been talking with Charlene Lee. Charlene is the founder and CEO of Altimeter, 
and the author of the new book, The Engaged Leader, A Strategy for Your Digital Transformation. Charlene, if people wanted to find out more about the book, where should they go? They can go to my website, charlenelee.com, C-H-A-R-L-E-N-E-L-I.com. Fantastic. And as you said, it's a very thin book. It's a quick read, so it's, there's no excuse not to take the few minutes it takes to read this and, uh, and learn more about how to engage. Well, thank you very much, Linda. Okay, well, thanks for being here. So this is Linda Popke. Until next time, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.